0: <laughs> Welcome to Humus & Tech, helping Olim navigate the Israeli high-tech industry.
1: We are Maggie and Kevin, and we're so happy to have here with us today. Joab Bilner, CEO and founder of Walnut. Thank you so much for being with us today, Joab.
0: Thank you, Joab. How are you?
2: I'm great. You know, I, I like hummus and I like tech, so I was glad to get the invitation.
0: Amazing. It's, it's a pleasure to have you here.
1: Yes, we're so happy and, and it's actually crazy times for you right now. I think like there's so much going on in Walnut. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about what the company does and how it started?
2: Yeah, so Walnut is like my, uh, my third run um, in this uh, industry. And uh, yeah, everything's been hap- happening fast. So uh, we co-founded the company, Danny and myself, uh, like seven months ago. And ever since, we grew to like uh, hundreds of companies in a waiting list and a seed round that was a little bit bigger than we expected at first. Um, and yeah, we you know we we just help technology companies to demonstrate their products better and in a more uh, in a more uh, automatic way and to increase their sales. And it's been going; it's been really fun so far.
1: That's so cool. Well, we're happy to hear that you know. You over exceeded the expectations, so that's always a good sign, I think.
0: Yeah. Can you first you have tell us about your first job in the high tech industry? How
2: did you start this career? Right. So uh, yeah. So I was 22, and um, it was kind of kind of by accident. I just I wanted to do uh, marketing for startups, like as a freelancer, but I didn't know any startups and I didn't know marketing. Um, so I just started, like you know just like learning on my own. And then I, I joined Focus with a friend that was a freelancer doing a little bit of marketing and also not for startups at all. And we just said, let's be these guys. And uh, we started reaching out to companies we read have raised money. So they were obviously startups. And uh, we offered them marketing services, not knowing that much about really how to help them. Um, but uh, but we, we started working with a few we learned a lot about everything and, you know, it fast forward uh, six, seven years later, it was the biggest company in Israel to do that. So we had like 600 clients and dozens of employees.
0: Wow, amazing.
1: That's amazing. Uh, okay. Amazing. And then how did it evolve to where you are right now? Like if you would have to summarize it very shortly, how did you pass from Ranky to what? Ever is happening right now in your life?
2: Um, yeah, it it was a, it was kind of a fun evolution because when I was the CEO of Renki and you know I saw like hundreds of hundreds of startups in every possible phase um, and how they grew, how they uh, shut down, how they succeeded, how they raised hundreds of millions, and and it gave me a really holistic picture. And then I left. I left that you know that role. Um, as the CEO of the company because I wanted to do stuff that are more scalable for me, for my own. Um, and then uh, we we were four people founding team of a startup called uh, Light, uh, which was designed to save kids from bullies on social media and from pedophiles as well. Um, and there I was not the CEO, I was the CMO. So it was a, it was a good run and a really good startup. You know, I, I hope they succeed. But I felt like Um, It was a a great milestone to have, but I felt that I need to be the founder again and think of the product and think of the name and think of where the office is going to be and everything because these are are the stuff that excites me. Um, So we co-founded Walnut, like a little bit over half a year ago.
1: That's amazing how much you grew in half a year. So what was the process from the moment you decided to build Walnut to the moment you decided who you were going to hire for the positions that are relevant?
2: Uh, so the first hire that we had was kind of uh, unusual. It was a VP sales, even before we had a real product or anything. Um, but because we're both for the sales industry, so we ha- we wanted to bring someone in to be as, you know, as a more of a product side, actually. Um, and then the first developer that we brought uh, is one of the best developers in Israel, and he was a partner of Danny in a startup that they sold together. So we kind of, we started gathering like the best of the best that we can find in our very close network. Um, and even now, you know, we're, that we're almost 15, going to be 20 and 20-something 20 employees, uh, we're still trying to keep it um, as very, very high level, which is super, super difficult. Um, but people that are really still close to us, you know, it's still a small team. Um, but when I had Ranky and when we, you know, at Light, we were like 50 employees, um, when, we, when you grow to, to that, this kind of magnitude, then you have to start hiring people, uh, strangers, like you don't know them and you need to trust them. Um, and then it, it's usually about, um, you know, uh, in, so in Ranky, it was actually mostly Olim because it was a marketing company. And so we had a department for uh, content and we had a department for social and PR and et cetera, and et cetera. And I think that that was my first experience with actually hiring um, Olin in Israel.
0: How would I call your attention if I'm not part of this network? When, when Walnut starts to grow and you start reaching out to people that you don't know, how can me as an Oleo or as Ola, how can we get your attention to get a part in your
2: startup? Right. So it's an interesting time because a lot of people need like the first step in the industry a lot and we get a lot of offers from people and really bright people that don't have the experience and you know people just want to join in even if it's unpaid not something I'm going to do because I don't think it's even legal that's um, a good point yeah uh, people want us want to be an intern for pretty much everything uh, that they think a startup would need their help with uh, they want to be a junior and you, you know it, I, I don't think that the next wave of employees that we're going to have going forward. I don't think it's going to be in the network anymore. So definitely if they see something relevant in our website and if they have some sort of passion for the industry that we're at, they should just reach out to jobs at Walnut and probably we will take a good look. Um, Specifically, I can tell you that we're focusing a lot on marketing and brand. So um, people that want to help out with pretty much every aspect of marketing and they don't have a lot of experience and they want to be some sort of an intern or, um, you know, something junior, then I think we have room for, for actually a lot.
1: Okay, good. Um, That's very, very interesting. And, and I think there's many olim also coming or people who are not really olim but are coming on Massa programs that are looking for a fun and sustainable internship that will provide them a secure ground for them to stay. So what kind of internships and what's the internship procedure that you guys have in mind?
2: Yeah. Um, pretty much pretty much anyone that has uh, I think either marketing or sales internships would work with us and people that are just like passionate about it um, if you know this is all we care about like they have to love what they're doing so uh, we can always use more hands with content and social and uh, SVR walk which is a sales development which means reaching out to potential clients in all kinds of creative ways um these these are all the stuff that we can that we can use. Um, it's very new for us. Like i we, we don't have a lot of a lot of interns yet. and this is what what part of the things I'm working on right now.
0: Or are you still interviewing everyone who joins the team at this at this point in time? I know that startups, like at first, uh, the CEO is really involved in the hiring.
2: Um I'm very involved. I, I think until we reach like, 40 or 50 employees. And even then, I think that the DNA of the people is what makes or, you know, breaks startups. And me and my co-founder, Danny, were very involved. Um, even when he's drafting a software engineer, which, by the way, we're drafting like six of them. So we talked about interns, but if someone here has six or seven years experience in engineering, that also works. So when he's when he's hiring them, I'm also part of the process, even though I trust him and, when I'm hiring a head of marketing or operations or sales, he's still, you know, he's the CTO, but he's still, as a co-founder of the company, he talks to them and we want to make sure that we we preserve like some sort of a culture, you know, like a DNA.
0: So, you have, let's imagine we are on an interview and you're interviewing me to start at Walnut. What's the one thing that I sh- should do in the interview or I should, like as an OLE, I should show or anyone who is interviewing, I should show to you that I'm good at, or um, something that I shouldn't do in an interview with you.
2: You know, a lot of people. They, there's a lot of stuff that are available on me online, like stuff that I'm doing, and you know, stuff that I'm showing in my social networks or that I've done before. So anyway, a lot of people are trying to. I mean, I, I totally understand where they're coming from, but they they focus really on showing that they know my background, and they're talking about what they saw me doing and. And you know, trying to sympathize with that, so I'm doing that too. Hey, that there's there's a lot of a lot of focus on on personal life now, you know, and and I totally get it because people are trying to find like the little hacks that will get you the best attention, um, which is nice. But uh, startup is is business, and before we're looking for friends, uh, we're looking for people that are super. Obsessed with working for startups and they're super excited about this specific industry Like if someone comes to interview, um, even if they're really looking for a job If they don't if they get bored with sales, which is not for everyone um, Not everyone has fun writing about sales, for example, or posting a tweet about sales um, Probably that's not the base the best place for them and they should look for something more interesting So just show that you're very cu- curious and, and passionate about what we do. That would be fine.
0: Great, great advice.
1: So you mentioned you hired a lot of Olim in the past and we know that hiring Olim, it's a bit different than hiring Israelis just because most of those, you know, employees do not have their family here and they face different challenges that maybe someone who's born and raised in Israel does not face. So how did your company uh, kind of like approach those issues? Um, What was it for you as an Israeli to work with people who were not from here? Did you feel a different vibe from them? Did the interaction between the employees, because they were not from here and did not have a family, uh, was different at, at some point?
2: Yeah. So you know, it was it was a very interesting time. Uh, there was a lot of there's a lot of uh, upsides and a lot of downsides um, that are not necessarily anyone's fault. But like I think the best part for us, that most of the company and I'm talking about Ranky now, um, was combined Lim. First of all, there was a lot of ways for them to socialize. So they had fun, like they had their groups of, you know, it wasn't like you're one ole and then 30 Israelis and you don't have anyone to talk to. So it was kind of the other way around. Um, and the other thing is that we were really, really, um, we learned how to judge them by, by their passion and what they can do and not necessarily about what they've done before. So for example, so... So someone came to an interview and before she was working in something like, I don't know, she was a vet or something. And then she want, she came to Israel and she wanted to write content in an agency and she was one of the best we've had. And if I don't know, I think if someone Israeli, would, if a vet from Tel Aviv would come to me and talk in Hebrew and say that he wants to write content, I would probably think he's taking some of the dog medication or something. Um but with Olim, you, you kind of get used to the fact that they're pivoting and, you know, they're they're starting something from scratch. So, and, you know, we always need good English. Israelis don't have good English. My English is not good enough to write an article. And, and eventually um, th- there was all the pluses. And I think the minuses were where eventually some of them had to leave Israel for all kinds of different reasons, which was a shame. Um, it was like, you know, if you think like, six seven eight years ago so remote work was a little bit less common and so one content writer that we really liked uh you know she broke up with her boyfriend and she went back to her parents in the states and another one she just got sick of israel which sometimes i can understand Um, and she left us and there was a lot of reasons for them to to leave but besides that it was fun
0: it's amazing to hear this from from someone who is hiring, from someone who is building a company, who is an Israeli executive. It's it's uh, pretty amazing to hear this uh, from the other side, uh, and in a way, we want to become the same side and become one. Uh, but it's it's great to hear this. Um, I think there's a lot of insights in everything that that you told us in this uh, in this episode. There's a lot of uh, good advice for Olim. Uh, trying to interview trying to get into uh, their first job uh, so yeah so yeah it's, it's been uh, really cool thank you uh, Joab I think that we have three more questions uh, to ask you
1: yes so you know uh, Joab besides being a very successful entrepreneur um, wonderful person who by the way interviewed me once back in the days she also has a very unique music band, and I'd like you to talk about it a bit because I find it quite unique, uh, and I think that's also something that can only happen in Israel. Who are the members of this band?
2: Right. So we have a... Um, I never know if it sounds cool or lame, but we have like a startup band.
1: I th- I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm your groupie, 100%. Yeah. Um,
2: so, yeah, it's, it's a band of everyone's a startup founder, um, So, for example, the drummer uh, Yoni, he's a co-founder of Enidu, which is a really well-known uh, startup here in Israel. And our pianist has a startup called Namogu. I um, really, I think they're over like 130 employees now. Um, i think hiring a lot of Olim, by the way. They do a lot of marketing and sales and this kind of stuff. Um, and so it, we we gather once a week uh, in a, in a serious, like professional room. And we have like a, comp- uh, like a producer and we just oh, do you all- even
1: have a producer who produces the music That's the, you just notch it out to another level. Yeah. Now. But you know,
2: this is, this, this is the fun part about a high-tech band that you can afford, like just, just bringing a producer and
1: that's amazing. Okay. And where can we listen to all that wonderful music?
2: So we're not proud of it enough to have a YouTube channel. Um, but i I publish every every other day i publish on my instagram and facebook stories i publish like a little snippet um so you can do it there and you know maybe you'll be lucky enough never to hear us but
1: uh, no it's it's also very worth mentioning that you have is very active on social media and we will tag him you know, once we publish this episode, everywhere, but you should definitely follow him for very amazing content and clearly very amazing music.
0: The second question that we have for you, Yoav, and it's really important for people coming to Israel because we don't know the place, like for the first time, and we don't know a lot of things about this place and we want to get it to know it better. And it's a really important question is where the best hummus in town in Israel that we can get to?
2: It's a very... That is a very serious question. I am glad that we got there. Um, I'm going to be the first one to probably say it on the show. Abu Hassan.
1: Soccer. <laughs> a classic
2: one. I mean, Shocker. it's a
0: classic.
1: What is your uh, go-to dish? You know, what is the hummus that you're craving the most there?
2: Ah, easy.
1: What should easy. we order? It's
2: Don't take the regular hummus. It's a waste of masabaha. place in the same here same here
1: okay and finally one last question there's many people who are listening to us who are not from Israel of course who are living here and do not speak the language yet Um, so we would like to know what is your favorite Hebrew word to use in the workspace and why
0: and Yoab it needs to be from the insiders part right we know sababa, we know know Yala give us something from the inside
2: wow I use I use a lot Madhim, amazing. So every time something good happens, um, I just my my automatic reaction is Madhim, and every time something bad happens, my automatic reaction is Semet, which means oh crap. <laughs> so yeah, Madhim.
1: Madhim, thank you so much. You know we we hope this uh, this was as Madhim for you as it was for us. So we really want to thank you for your time and uh, we're going to leave all the links attached to, to this episode so people can apply um, to Walnut, whatever you're looking for an internship or you're a very uh, experienced developer or also you want to listen to some amazing music. So thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow us on Instagram at Hummus and tech.
0: on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts and also on the Google Podcast app. And don't forget to leave a five star review. So thank you, Ab and thank you everyone for listening until the next episode.